You're listening to The Den Download, a podcast designed to help coaches and movement enthusiasts with tools and insights for building a strong body, a stronger mindset, and your strongest life. I'm your host, Allison Tenney, a strength and conditioning coach on this journey with you to have in-depth conversations of what it means to have an impact on and in the world around us. Let's dive in. What's up, team? Welcome to episode two of the Den Download podcast. So grateful that you all are here with me today. In today's episode, we're going to dive deeper into this idea of information versus integration. And it's where I want to go today because I think it's an important topic that we cover about the stories of our bodies before we dive into programming and business and self-helpy type of stuff that I see a lot of people tackle in the online space. And there is a difference between gaining information, reading books, listening to podcasts, Googling stuff. That's important. But the integration piece to me is one of the biggest missing pieces. And unfortunately, in our day and age, in our culture and society, integration takes time. And we are some of the most impatient people. We want results now. We have been trained that things happen in two weeks, in 60 days, in a three-month program, in a six-month mentorship. And integration doesn't work that way. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our souls, I think are programmed to integrate at a much slower pace. And so there's this disconnect between this fast-paced world, the time that we want to see results, to feel results, to feel different, and the time it actually takes for integration. So I'm going to start with my own story, my own story about my own body, where some of those integrations have happened for me, and maybe it will help you with the story of your body And we're going to dive deep into the difference between information and integration. So the story of my body starts with soccer, starts with sport, starts with athletics. It really is the beginning of where I found myself. And I think so much of our identity is wrapped up in our body because it's literally how we walk through the world. It's how people perceive us. It's how people love us. It's how people hate us. It's how we experience the world. And so for me, as a young child, I got a lot of validation from being a really good athlete. And when you're young and wanting and needing validation, like any human does, sport really brought that to me. And so I thought that by working hard and performing and pleasing and being successful in my sport, that was love for me. And it did get me very far. Got me into college. Um, I was an excellent soccer player. It got me my career. All of these wonderful things from sport and from soccer. And we'll for sure dive into sport 
and collegiate sports and all of those things in a different episode. But for today's purpose, I think it's important that we remember where our identity and where our worth is also put. Because so often we don't think about gaining the validation, gaining the love, and how we go about those things. Because for me, that was also wrapped up in the performance and the pleasing of being successful at my sport. And so if I wasn't starting, if I wasn't playing, if I wasn't performing well, who was I and what did I make that mean about me? And then all of the cookies start to crumble when you get into the performance of your body. Pleasing and performing with the shape of it. Was I too skinny? Was I too muscular? And for me, it came down to not necessarily judgments from other people, but could it perform on the field like I wanted it to? So when I got older and out of college was actually, for me, a huge identity shift because I no longer had soccer. I no longer had sport to identify with. Literally, I was known in college as Allison Soccer. Everybody was identified by their first name and their sport. Like if that doesn't screw up your identity, I don't know what does when people literally change your name to be your sport. So for me, after graduating college and losing soccer, it was literally a loss of identity. And I realized that I hadn't done the work of self-worth to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do in the world. And for me, I found that it shifted into strength training, into other ways of feeling athletic in my body. So when I got into college coaching and strength and conditioning, it was, again, another way to find validation because now I could get certifications. Now I could add more letters to the back of my name. And again, when we think about information versus integration, I was gaining a lot of information. Certifications are awesome. We'll talk about those in a different podcast. But the integration of where my self-worth was being found was not in a great place. So fast forward when I had kids. So this was one of the biggest identity breaks, or I like to call them a shattering of identities. As somebody who has always leaned in hard to the performance of my body, having kids was a, what felt like a huge setback. And I was somebody who trained throughout my pregnancies, was very blessed with lucky, I was very lucky to have healthy pregnancies to the point where I was doing treadmill sprints the week before I gave birth and was able to train throughout both of my pregnancies. But boy, after was a completely different story. My body would not perform the way I wanted it to. And again, I hadn't done the work 
to give myself the grace and compassion to say, you had some kids, take your time. And it was a really hard place to be because having kids comes with a whole slew of expectations from society, from yourself, from what it means to be a mother. And I was woefully unprepared. I had this athlete mindset of, well, this is just the thing and I do the thing and here we go. And it's more nuanced and more complex. And I found myself in a very dark, dark place, not only mentally with postpartum depression, but also physically in wanting to get back to the things that had made me feel whole, had made me feel validated, had made me feel loved. I could no longer do those things. It broke me in ways that back then were extremely hard. But now looking back, we're necessary, a necessary breaking for the healing to begin. Another major impactful injury for me was after having kids, trying to be more athletic, get back into playing some pickup soccer, and I tore my ACL. That was another wake-up call as well. Because I think, again, I had tried to get back too soon, tried to do things that I love and felt loved in. Now, I don't recommend doing a Tough mutter the day before and then trying to play back-to-back indoor games. That is a recipe for disaster. But there I was, thinking that I was 22 and sure as hell was not. So now, two kids, torn ACL, and actually that rehab process was extremely powerful for me to have to go through, to have my girls watch me go through. Because let me tell you, they were coming to those PT appointments with me. They were coming to college soccer practice with me. I was crutching around. I was still coaching the team. I was still running warm-ups with my college team and having these two babies in tow. So it was an experience that forced me into healing, literally heal my knee, but also that identity of, hey, Allison, wake up call. You're putting a lot of stock into your performance and into how your body performs. And this ain't it, because now you've been knocked down with these injuries and we've got to find a better way. And I think it's a natural progression. In the fitness industry, there's a lot of people that have weight loss goals and performance goals and aesthetic goals. And goals are fine. And you get to do whatever you want to do with your body. Autonomy is huge. Choice is everything. And it's one of the backbones of my beliefs and my business. And I think there are some levels and layers that we experience as we go through this integration process. Usually with our bodies, our goals are aesthetic. We want the six pack, the chiseled arms, the toned and lean and whatever language you want to put around it, whatever aesthetic you're going for. 
And usually those aesthetic goals are something that have been handed to us by society standards, which, by the way, are changing all the time. So you are literally chasing a moving target, a goalpost that will continue to move farther and farther away from you. But it is what I find to be that first level, aesthetics. The second, where I was really stuck, is performance-based goals. So we say, you know, aesthetics aren't it. It's this moving goalpost. We can never hit that target. But what my body can do is really fucking cool. And it is. And performance-based goals are amazing. And in the world of athletics, they're imperative. It's what we're judged by. You must perform to win. It's your payday. But what happens when you get injured? The question that I had to answer, and that I want you to answer as well, is where is your self-worth wrapped up in? Is it aesthetics? Is it performance? Because if we can pull apart where we're putting our self-worth, then cool, make that aesthetic goal. But your self-worth is inherent. Or cool, set that goal to deadlift 300 pounds. But regardless, your self-worth is inherent. That integration of where we gain our self-worth can take time. And for me, it happened what feels like late in life. Because so often we're left to do that work on our own. We are raised in this individualistic culture where it's pull yourself up by your bootstraps, just work harder, and we're really left alone to figure a lot of those things out. And I'm here to tell you there is a better way. We have to build better systems, build a culture where we can depend on community, where we figure those things out together. Humans are meant to be in relationship with one another. It's how we learn about ourselves. It's how we learn about each other. And it's through those relationships and that community building that we can integrate the information that we take in. So often we think that self-help is the answer. If I just journal and meditate and walk and drink my water and do the things that all of the self-help gurus tell me to do, I will feel better. But that model, that system still leaves you isolated and alone. And it assumes that there's a start and a finish. And I'm suggesting there is no finish. There is no finish line. And I'm also suggesting that instead of a linear line or one with a point A, point B to point C, we look at it as more of a spiral, a spiral inward, a 3D spiral inward, where wherever you are in your journey, you continue to unwind and unlearn or relearn and your healing process continues and continues Because every time you come back around to it, there is a different texture to that process, to the unlearning, the relearning, and the healing. 
And the more we can do that in community, the more we can do that in relationship with one another, the better the healing process becomes, the deeper the healing process becomes. So there is no start and finish. There is no done and complete. You already are complete. So I want you to think about the story of your own body, where we connected and disconnected, where are we in our own journey of aesthetics and performance and self-worth? And where do you put that self-worth? Information can be easy to come across, but integration takes a hell of a lot of effort. And for you, I hope you continue to effort because it's in the efforting that we find so much magic and community and freedom. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Den Download. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our conversations. If you appreciate the show, hop on over to iTunes and give us some stars. For more tips and notes from the show, check out allisontennyfitness.com and make sure to follow and come say hi over on the gram at Allison Tenney. Talk to you next week.